uh, what do you think it is? Only honest on the weekend. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Which is a really cool name. It has nothing to do with this album. I don't, I honestly don't know what it means. I don't know either. Uh, it's, I'm sure it's some some statement about something related to love. Yeah. It's. Yeah, I like this pick, but we'll get into it. You want to? <laughs> okay. I don't. You don't. You don't. You don't have me convinced. All right, everybody. Here we are. First week of feminist February. Feminist uh, February. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that I was is, trying to but, take uh, a different approach to just yelling <laughs> like I did. So you went it's, with medieval fancy boy? Anyway, he's out doing, for feminist February. <laughs> we're doing Only Honest on the Weekend by Becky Hill. So let's get into it. So You know what that reminds me of is uh <laughs> it's Levial song. <laughs> stop what? it, Rod, stop it. <laughs> song. Boys like. That's a good Snape voice. Oh man. Uh, Have you, you know what video I'm talking about, right? Yes. I fucking love that shit. Stop it, Ron. Stop it. <laughs> All right. Here we are. Uh, like like Dylan so fancily said in the intro, this is Feminist February. This month of February, we're going to be diving into female-led bands. Uh, at least female-led. I think, Dylan, you've talked about your picks are all female, which is going the extra mile. Yeah. I, I was just trying to find new artists because obviously I've loved a lot of female led bands and stuff. So I wanted to like stretch it and like make it a little harder than it could be because in my mind I was like Paris Paramore. Yeah. And sure. then I like mentally I'm done, but I need to like push myself a little bit more. And I think you did it with this pick as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I a lot of my stuff is low hanging fruit. Like I, I, I've wanted to do this album for a while. Like when it first came out, I wanted to do it, but then I was like, nah, uh, we'll do some different stuff. I'll, I'll spare deal a, a 45 minute EDM albums. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, I, uh, I'm, I'm excited about this month. I uh, can't wait to talk about it. I think there'll be, everybody knows like our love for female vocalists. Uh, so yeah, I'm pumped, man. Yeah, I mean, I am too. And uh, this is probably one of the more recent albums we've done. I think. Yeah. 2021. Yeah. We did a lot of 2021 stuff last year in the year, but um, I think this was even like September, October release. Yeah, both both of my albums from this year are going to be 2021. I think this one was earlier, maybe. Yeah, actually, you're probably right. It was late summer, early fall. Same with the second album I'm going to do this month. So, yeah, staying recent. I think I like doing, re especially after doing a whole month of 60s rock. <laughs> so doing something more recent was is, is just felt right. Yeah, it's it's almost drastic after doing so much Beatles and you felt like you were in a time warp. 
it feels like we got like thrusted back into i mean this is still uk music so that's kind of cool to keep that continuity but um yeah very very different in terms of style um before we get into opening thoughts do you know what the singles were um, I have an idea because I've heard a bunch of them all the time because I listen to an EDM station uh, when I'm driving in my car sometimes, uh, BPM on Sirius. Uh-huh. Uh, so it is uh, Better Off Without You definitely is one. Okay. Uh, I think last time, yeah, that definitely is. I've heard that on the radio. Uh, remember? Yep. Uh, there's five sl- singles, right? Yeah. You're three for three. I don't know. Uh, Heaven on my mind and my okay. heart goes la di da. Oh shit! I knew la di da too, um, and I probably would have guessed Heaven on my mind too. Yeah, I thought that was just kind of. I mean, it's the first single came out January tenth of twenty twenty, and kind of just like every six months until the album came out. So. I, I don't know if pandemic held it up or or what, but um, yeah, this album took forever to come out. Yeah, man, um, it's uh, it, yeah, I heard this. I I'd heard a lot of this album before it came out, so I was I was ready for it. Plus, like I said, Becky Hill had a song with Tiesto on his album from I think late twenty twenty or early twenty twenty one, where he went over to London and just recorded with a bunch of UK artists, and her song on that is fucking a banger. So. I've been have had a Becky Hill boner for a, a solid year now. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and you know she she just got recently married, so congrats to Becky. Um, she, she's on an upward trajectory in her life, and I wish her all the best. So I can't wait to talk about this album. Uh, I want to hear your opening thoughts because I've been dying to know pretty much all week what your thoughts on this album are and will be. Um. So I I like it. But I don't know if I'm going to come back to it. Sure. Just because a lot of the songs, in terms of like style and all that, like there's either super pop or super EDM. And I like when she blends it in both. So there's probably four or five standout tracks, which is really good. But in terms of cohesiveness, sometimes it just felt like we can't get any momentum. She did a really sure. good job of like keeping you on your toes and like, here's an EDM song, here's a pop song, here's a slow ballad, and it just like, I like the way the album was constructed, but in terms of like what I was looking for out of it, it just wasn't, it didn't satiate everything I was looking for. That doesn't make it a bad album by any means. Sure. I I completely understand why you like it, and there were things that I found myself toe tapping to, and like, it makes you just like. There's an yep. episode where I forget what show it is, but they just like they're fist bumping. He's like, "You're fist bumping." He's like, "Ah, I can't fight it." Oh, it's a <laughs> new girl, Cotton Eye Joe. But that's what this album does. So, I I enjoy it for what it was. Um, I don't know how much I'm gonna find songs I like on it and kind of just build a playlist from there. But I think sure. it kind of plays into the whole like, can EDM be a full album? And I think this one does better than most, but. I still have some some qualms later on. Sure, yeah, I I, I didn't expect you to love this album as much as I do. I th- I told you earlier in a text. I think this is one of the best dance albums in the last ten years, mostly because they, there are a whole lot of full dance albums don't get released anymore. 
I mean, that just doesn't happen. I mean, Tiesto does it. Uh, Cascade does it. There's very few like producers that actually release full albums. I mean, Avicii was doing it before he passed on. R.I.P. Um, I actually listened to some Avicii today because like, ah, oh, fuck, <laughs> Avicii is so fucking good. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I just this album made me happy. Like the first time I really listened to it in full, I was I decided to just listen to music in bed because that's what I do sometimes. I put on my headphones. I'm like, I'm just gonna listen to music. And I was like dancing in my bed this whole time. I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, this song's cool too. Um, and I think this album is constructed very well. Now, I, I get your cohesion, cohesion um, argument, but I think it, it ebbs and flows in a perfect way where it slows, you get uh, like four tracks that's high energy, you get one really nice ballad, you build back up slowly, and then you get another ballad, and then we get the ending song, which is different but but good um i really don't think there's a super bad track on here they're either really good or are okay um the one thing that is constant though is becky hill's vocal which is incredible i think she's a top tier vocalist and hopefully she gets some uh some recognition outside of the edm world in the uk where she's doing real big things um it's crazy to me that she didn't win the voice yeah i don't know who beat her um the voice but uk but still come on there yeah, there yeah. can't be that many better singers in the uk in the voice at that time yeah i mean it's, it's that shit's just a popularity contest at some point so um maybe she just wasn't bubbly enough uh whatever um but yeah man i like she, yeah she was on voice uk you stole my point there um but yeah um i love it let's uh let's just hop right into it uh do you want to start or do you want me to start you can start Okay, so uh, track number one is called I Got You. Uh, it's a nice, easy opener. Uh, it builds up slow into a, just a nice, like, actually really cool, like, modern dance beat. Uh, throughout, this this album kind of plays with, um, like, 90s revival or, like, 2015 revival of Big House stuff. Um, there's a lot of Big House sounds in this, in this, uh, this album. Uh, I really, I really do love the line, the opening line, because it's like, oh, I didn't expect this from an EDM album. It's maybe I'm biased, but I take on Goliath if he ever, t- if he ever said shit about you. And then she drops an f bomb two, two lines later. So I'm like, oh shit, okay, this, this lady is, uh, she's not being trying to be kid friendly here, and I, I love that because EDM is, you know, by default pretty easy for families to listen to because it's usually nothing said about it. So. Um, yeah, I just she gives you a little taste of how good her vocals are here, uh, but doesn't fully go all out until I think the next song. Uh, it's just a good little teaser opener. It's yeah, yeah. I think you you said all the things I was going to. I really like how subdued it is to start out. It doesn't come out beating the doors down. It like makes yes. you lean in a little bit. Yeah, it's not help, <laughs> help. I need somebody. <laughs> but um. <laughs> It's pretty subdued, and I really enjoy the kind of what you said. Like, the most standout thing about this first track was her vocals. was like, Mm -hmm. oh, she's got some zest to her. Mm -hmm. She is the sriracha on top of whatever you're about to eat. She just has that little, like, oh, she is feisty. Yeah, Um, she's got a little huskiness to her voice that I really love. It almost reminded me of Ellie Goulding. Sure. Sure. Um, but it's not an EDM banger that I thought it was going to be. So I was like, 
pleasantly surprised for it to be like, oh, okay, this isn't like gonna like blow my face off. I'm this yeah, is gonna sure. be a well constructed album. And that leads straight into track two, last time. Um this forces the hands in the air, son. Uh she lets loose on the chorus and it makes me feel spiritual and tingly. Um there was so many feelings the first time I heard this because it was one of the few times like we live in Southwest Ohio and we had like a really warm couple days before the snowstorm came and I was outside doing some yard work when it was, when I, when it was like 50 degrees outside and I heard this the first time and I was like, oh, I want spring so bad, dude. I want it so bad. And I think this album, I would probably change my tune on this album completely if it wasn't blizzarding outside when i did my notes yeah, um, sure I, that's i was just thinking that same thing he's like you probably would like this a little bit better in like may i'm i'm very susceptible to the weather and when i want to <laughs> listen to music um it has the coolest co- post chorus it's like ah 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 that i didn't do it justice but um sure it's still catchy as hell and a point i'm gonna hit on a couple times during this album is she kind of sounds like justin bieber when she's yeah when she's in her verses and I'm like, it almost makes me like it more. I know it kind of rubbed you the wrong way, but I, I thought it was a really cool sound that only Justin Bieber's ever really been able to do. So to hear someone do it and make it almost sound better, is cool. Yeah. And it's just the general mention of Bieber with anything that I like is going to offend me always. (laughs) Um, But I I get your point uh, because it is, she does have a huskier voice, so she's going to bleed into that male falsetto sounding voice a little bit. So, it, again, I, it offended me, but I understood your point. Yeah. <laughs> and I also I also agree. Like, you're right. It does. It, it, it's the same kind of uh, sound for sure. Um, but, yeah, no, this is like this is that, 20, that 2015 big house energy that I was talking about in the last song. It's, it shows up here in a big way. Uh, it's a pretty standard dance track. There's nothing really crazy going on with the instrumental bed here. Um, this is one of the fr- first five singles, um, and it's clear why. It's it's simple. It's easy to listen to. Um, it's about falling back in love and getting it right, which is something everybody can relate to. Um, but yeah, I think Becky's vocals really carry what is a pretty standard dance track here. There's not there's nothing really special again, but Becky's vocals. So. To a pretty pretty easy opening to the album. Nothing that's going to blow your socks off, but um, yeah, it's it's just a good standard dance track. <laughs> it makes me want to like play play beer pong in a weird way. Like yeah, 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 it reminds me of that era of like twenty, the early twenty tens, late twenty two thousands, the the late aughts. Yeah, 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 exactly. The late aughts. Thank you for for dropping the aughts. It's been a while. Um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll move on to uh, number three, unless you got some more notes here. Nope. Okay, cool. Uh, number three, uh, make it hard to love you. Um, I really, really like the the simple piano over the four on the floor beat for the verses. It's it's a nice little switch up from what we've heard. Again, a little little more intricacy. Never heard anybody right. So. Um, this whole album, I already kind of talked about this too. It kind of feels old and new at the same time. The modulated vocals for the chorus are a trick. It's a trick that's been used in EDM since the beginning of EDM itself. Um, it just, it sounds very old, but the production values here, we keep it new. Um, I said, maybe this is a follow-up to the last song um, or maybe a prequel about it being hard to love somebody that is so closed up despite all of her efforts. Um, 
it's a decent tra dance track with a with a infectious beat. Again, nothing special so far, um, but but good. You know, it's it's, it's good. There, there's nothing bad here. It's just you know pretty middle of the road. Yeah, that's kind of my gripe. It sounds like a, a a dance remix of a song I don't care about. Sure. Um, and that's kind of harsh, but it kind of reminds me of that like the music that Hollister was playing in like 2005. Like, yeah, yeah, you're right. I want to go in and like buy jeans, but I know my my hips are just a little too wide for Hollister boy jeans, and uh, <laughs> I can smell the 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 handsome perfume in there. But it doesn't take away from the track that like or the fact that it's like it's an all right track. I just like I didn't really care for it. Yeah, sure. I, I think that's fine. I, there's nothing wrong with not really liking this song because it's not. There's nothing special about it. So yeah. if you're if for someone like you who needs either EDM that really falls into your wheelhouse or something that just blows your fucking socks off, I get it. Totally get it. For yeah. someone like me who really likes EDM, um, I can I can stomach those tracks a little easier. Uh, so uh, moving on to number four, better with without you, better off without you, featuring yep. Shift Key, um, yep. who's someone who produced a lot of this album with her. Um, he's featured on a couple old stuff of hers I read. So he's someone she's collaborated with a lot. Um, this song is a lot. This feels like a better version of the last song. Um, yes. it didn't do much for me, but my wife, she was cooking earlier and she was, she had like a little dance going to it. She's like, Ooh, I like this song. So yeah. you want her over. Um, and she was hardly paying attention. So it's got some form of infectiousness to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Becky really shines um, when she collabs with like actual producers, um, rather than using like somebody else to make her beats, like whatever studio musician is making beats for her. Um, and it, that's clearly evidenced by her listens on Spotify. I mean, she, I think she's got a, a song that has 600 million listens. And that's she's collabing with, uh, I think it might be David Guetta, who she also collabs with on this album. Um, but she could really take someone's beat that is really good and make it a pop hit instantly because that's just what her voice is. Um, the interest, the intricacy of this beat is immediately noticeable over the last three tracks. There's just more going on. It's, it feels more polished. Um, and the beat in the chorus specifically, uh, it's really, really, really good. It just, it starts off, uh, you know, pretty simple, but then at the second pass through, it builds on itself and it makes a really cool, like intricate, bed track that i really really enjoyed my my notes listen i really made sure to listen to the bed tracks because i knew i loved her vocals but i wanted to make sure that my theory about her working with uh, like actual real producers held weight and it really really does i think you can tell the difference in all of the stuff she has with features here that they're just better um yeah it's uh the post chorus is really good too um you know it's we can hear the beat a bit more but it's followed by a build-up back up into the and it, then it drops again into the chorus um after that second chorus it's it's just the cool little bridge um that just again it's it's something we haven't heard sonically from the the, the album to the, up to this point so um good for shift key i think that's his name yeah uh, fucking edm artists and their dumb spellings um <laughs> but yeah it's, it's a it's a great track it's a it's a single for a reason so there's He's not going to be the last person that uses a number in his name. Yeah. There's Simba just... with a one later. 
yes, yeah, standard <laughs> standard producer fare here. Um, but anyway, uh, moving on to Remember, featuring the aforementioned David Guetta. Speak of the uh, devil. Yep. Um, I've heard this song a billion times, and I still like it. So that's <laughs> that's a, a credit to how good this song is. Uh, Guetta is a master of pop beats, and it really shows here. He kind of has perfected the simple but incredibly interesting, like, deep instrumental tracks. Like he, all of his, a lot of his most listened to stuff is just pop bangers like this. So a lot of it goes a lot harder than this, but he's really, really good at making a pop beat. Kind of like Travis Barker is making uh, pop punk drums. Like, that's kind of what David Guetta is for, like, uh pop electro pop so um yeah i'm addicted to this chorus man it fucking soars uh credit to getta for actually letting becky shine like he kind of took his his track a step back and really let her voice uh kind of shine and this is by far my favorite uh song on the album i i and i i had this as a song to show specifically for the lyrics in the chorus for you because they're pretty sad boy lyrics where it's uh it's only when I'm lying in my bed on my own and I wake up and I don't see your name on my phone to the, mem- to the moments where I think I'm better alone. Um, that's when I remember uh, every time I walk by your house in the rain and tell myself that you were my biggest mistake. Then I just think, and just when I think I'm doing okay, that's when I remember. Um, they're really fucking good. And the way she delivers it, it's almost like iambic pentameter. And if you don't know what that means, it's basically the way Shakespeare wrote his stuff. And it's like stressed, unstressed syllables. And the way she delivers it is there's a lot of emotion behind it. Um, It's just really fucking good, man. I love, love, love this track. It's a fun little jaunt, as one might say. (laughs) I can't think of anybody that would use that term. But uh, yeah, this this is a song that she sounds a lot like Biebs, maybe the most. And this is the last time I'm going to mention her sounding like Justin Bieber. Um, but it almost made me like double check. Like, yeah, did Biebs have a feature? Um, but I really do like the, the piano it's like upbeat piano, but it's like, it's not too forward. I think, what did we listen to? Maybe it was the, uh, the Japanese jazz fusion band. Tokonoma. Tokonoma where like the piano was so forward it was unbearable yeah. but yeah that's the one you hated yep say what you will about David Guetta this guy knows how to perfectly place instruments and like if if the singer's going to shine in this song then he's going to let him do it and he's not going to like try and fight fire with fire he's going to do exactly what the song needs and i think that's why this song has such a replay quality and why it has so many listens on Spotify are you looking up how many it has no, 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 oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, five songs in, and we haven't got the same song twice, but I'm kind of yeah. like, I'm almost ready for something different. And that's why I think track number six was so perfectly placed. Yep, um, yep, I agree. Uh, track number six is Perfect People. It's a little uh, piano ballad that helps you reset, and it's one of two palate cleansers we have on this album. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't write too much about it besides the fact that like it just it helped me reset because listening to 45 minutes of EDM can be tiresome without a little a little intermission. Yeah, and I think I think the point you just made where we haven't heard the same song twice Um, now sonically, yes, it's all in that pop punk or not pop punk pop uh, electro pop. Window, but they all sound pretty different, which is which is rare. I mean, you could just. I mean, you think about like The Weeknd, his entire album sounds the exact same, save for a couple tracks. Every album he's released, that's my biggest gripe with him. Like, I think he's incredibly talented, but 
his albums just don't aren't great to listen to because they all kind of sound the same. Um, so to get this at track six, I think you're spot on. It's a perfect, perfect place for it. Um, and I think that's why I am so like in love with the way this album is constructed. I think whoever produced this album did a great job, like really knew what they were doing, knew where to play shit. Um, but to getting into the song itself, uh, it's this, it's been a while since we've had like a perfect palate cleanser. And this is, this is like a perfect spot for this song. Um, there's a piano and cello just kind of letting Becky breathe and kind of sing her song. Um, and if you weren't convinced she can sing, this, this bitch can sing. <laughs> sure. Uh, she can strip she, away she has... all the, the trickiness and she can still right. sing. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a beautiful ballad and it actually kind of reminds me a bit of like yesterday sonically it's the same kind of uh, like uh, arrangement with piano and uh, uh you know the 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 quartet that he had but this is a piano and cello um it kind of just kind of floats on top on a cloud of air um obviously it's not yesterday um uh, but the beatles blue influence everything i don't i don't think it's a mistake that it sounds like yesterday because that's that's a great ballad um i'm gonna print the t-shirts yeah perfect people <laughs> is the <laughs> is the 21st century uh yesterday Yep, Becky Hill equals John <laughs> equals Paul McCartney. Um, but no, uh, but there one one last note on this song. When she, there's a part in the song where she just belts reassurance, and it, it gives me. I just I when I listened to, it, I was like, oh, I was like, fuck yes, dude. It just little moments like that. I think are what keep this album like keeps my attention through the entire 45 minute runtime for sure. Cause 15 tracks is a lot. And I felt bad when I saw it. Um, Cause like, fuck, poor deal. No. <laughs> but I, I was so fucking jacked up on this album. I was like, I'm not going to change it. So this is still 15 uh, anyway, minutes less than any new metal March album we did. True. <laughs> true. <laughs> true that on me. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, and half the length, to... half the length of the white album. Fuck dude. I, I, <laughs> for those of you that, obviously nobody knows but i listened to the white album today just to bury it forever and uh i it's it's bad it's just not good it's well it's poorly constructed like the individual songs are good for the most part but boy is it fucking terrible anyway uh <laughs> i put together a little cheat sheet for dylan so he can kind of pick and choose what songs he wants to listen to um but yeah speaking anyway hold on one last point on the white album yeah speaking let's do it poorly, let's let's speaking... let's properly bury the beatles <laughs> Speaking of poorly constructed albums, that's the po most poorly constructed album I've ever listened to. Um, that and that is, as they say, is that. Anyway, moving on. Track number seven, "Heart." My heart goes on. La di da, featuring topic. Um, it's just gonna feel like an afternoon after <laughs> that little mini rant there. Um, so now that we've cried, it's time to dance again. Uh, I've also heard this single a, a trillion times because it's been everywhere. Becky Hill owns the radio waves for the last year. Um, it's the most straight up like modern dance beat I've heard so far. Uh, it's a really, really awesome beat from Topic. A, um, I would love to hear just the instrumental. I, I think it's it's really, it, this is the hardest song on the album for sure. Uh, I think Becky like lets the beat do the work for her here. This might be her palate cleanser. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is nice. I think it's, it's cool to hear more of a a producer focused track rather than a vocal focused track, because that's that I'm really more towards, I like more instrumental EDM. I'm not usually a huge fan of vocal EDM like this. Um, so it was, it was nice for me. And, 
Yeah, no, I, I I really think whoever was giving her studio notes did a did a really good job where they just kind of was like, hey, this track is awesome. Let's pull back a little bit. I don't know if that was her choice or somebody else giving her notes, um, but it, it almost gives this song kind of a creepy vibe, and I, I really really dig it. So, um, yeah, I, credit kudos to whoever produced this album because they did a great job. Yeah, um, this is what I imagine like newly single girls in New York City go out and like express their single girl swag like they rent a limousine they're like woo hanging out of a limo and like this song would be playing um this it's her most popular song on spotify right now with 81 million listens um and it's it's fine like the the la di da thing kind of is like okay like i get it yeah um but my complaints are short-lived because the song's only 228. It's like the perfect little pop song. Um, the Spotify animation, though, is unforgivable. I did watch it. Dude. I did watch it. <laughs> it's a pretty boy doing like a TikTok dance. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's annoying. Um, and I will never forgive her for that. For making me look at that. How could you, Becky? <laughs> you didn't I, I, didn't, I didn't want to look at it, Becky, and I had to. <laughs> God damn it! Becky. I didn't mean to, and I didn't. <laughs> I think you need to write her a strongly worded email. She's getting one. It was my <laughs> incredible. Um, are are you done, or do you want me to start? Yeah, no, you're we... definitely not. You're definitely not done. No, that was it. Just the the Spotify you're animation is to... so bad. Um, yeah, you're you're moving on to track eight. Track eight could be my somebody featuring Simba with a one. Um, oh. I really like the cadence of the verses. I don't know exactly yeah. how to articulate it, but I really like it. And then it just kind of slowly builds up with her voice to the chorus. And this is what the last song I felt like should have been. There's a lot of songs like that. This is probably the second occurrence where I felt like we had a, a song and it was like, it was okay. But then the next one is like building on that almost. And the beat is just fucking sexy and it's a little funky and just a little different. And it felt like it had a sense of urgency that the last one didn't. Like we sure. were, the last song felt like we were just wandering aimlessly for 228, and that's fine. But I really like a lot of the things that are different in this song, especially the feature. The feature was really cool, and it was just like a nice change. And they sing the, the chorus together on the last last go through. So I thought that was really cool, and it was just something a little different to like make you think like, oh. If I didn't like the last song, I'm really gonna like this song. That's that's funny because I feel completely opposite about this. Really? Song. Yeah, the song's just kind of blah to me. Um, it kind of stays there. Um, it starts kind of blah and it kind of stays there throughout. Um, the belting in the chorus gives me hope, but it's ultimately just like a pretty surface level drum and bass esque track. Um, I don't know. Halfway through, it's not bad. Um, for the first let, let down spot, like track eight, it's not bad from like being let down a little bit. It's just kind of like, it feels like a single take. This is good enough track for me. Like, yeah, we'll throw that on there too. Um, but yeah, no, I it, like all your points are valid. It just doesn't, didn't really strike a chord with me. Um, and Simba's verse is really good, um, but it's not good enough for me to like put this into a tier where I would probably listen to it again. This is probably a skip for me. Um but yeah, I mean, it's just, I think that's just difference in taste here. Like, I just don't really like the beat in this song. Um, I'm, I'm very opposed to like drum and bass type stuff. It just doesn't really vibe with me. 
Um, I like more of a deep in the pocket bassy feel. Yeah. Uh, or like a big big house sound. So this kind of very skipping along the surface doesn't really uh, do it for me. But again, like I said, different tastes, different strokes for different folks. Yeah. Um, it was bloody da for you. Yeah, it was. It was lot, very lotty da for me. I also once got made fun of for saying different strokes for different folks once, um, and I'm not quite sure why. Uh, I like it. Uh, I don't know if they thought it was a euphemism for masturbating. Uh, could be. I think that's funny, but uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's what it actually is referring to. No. Uh, anyway, moving on. Back to the album. Uh, number nine, business featuring Ella Erie. I believe is how you pronounce that. Um, it's a cool little intro, like down on the bass keys on the piano, uh, with a nice little quick drum crack. It's not quite a fill. It's like three little tom hits, and it's into a super fucking cool vocal for the verse. It's like, we back, baby. So uh, after that let down for me, I'm right back in. Um, it's really, really, really a cool track, almost like Aaliyah cool is what I wrote. Um, and what I mean by that, it's just it's like she feels almost untouchably cool here. Like if you like watch or listen to Aaliyah, um, you you can admire her from afar, but no, you will never approach that level. Um, it just kind of feels like that to me. Um, and then once she hits the belt in the chorus, I know I just that kind of seals it for me. It's like, all right, Becky, you're too cool for me this on this song. Um, and then the, when the beat drops out after, in the second verse, and just she kind of just acapellas for a couple seconds, and that's just pure sex. You know how I feel about like like silence being used correctly in songs. Um, and that it's, it's used really correctly here. Uh, ultimately this song made me feel like a dork and I, in the, all the best ways. <laughs> no, I think you're right. It's like, it's a, it's a funky, but heavy song. Yeah. It's and certainly heavy. I, I love this song. So I'm glad we found, we finally found a middle ground on this album. Um, this is the sound that I like. I'm not about like the big EDM songs, but the, the pop songs that are like, I, I, we use the word clever, but I wish there was another word I could think of right now. But doing something just a, a little more with a little bit of intricacies is all you really need to make a, yeah. a pop song really stand out. And I love the dual vocals with Ella. Uh, they're just so sick. And I, I had the the part about the, uh, the acapella as well. It reminded me of the Imogen Heap song that we both adored over the summer. So <laughs> yeah. a lot of this feels like... So uh, there's a song later on I actually put like it has me ready for like our Windows Down playlist too. Yeah, man. Yeah, this would be a great pick for that. Um. So if you want to move on, we'll go into track ten. Move it right along. Waiting, not looking. Mm-hmm. Uh. So this is the the one song on the or the one song on the album that uh Becky Hill has sole producer credit for, which yep. I think is really cool because it has like that like transporting through space feel and there's there's not a whole lot going on but it kind of just feels like almost an interlude of like almost like a dj set where it's like you're just like getting put in a trance or something yeah it's not super long right it's no. like, uh, yeah but um it it has like almost an 80s feel as well like what eight what the 80s space shows look like and sounded like and felt like that's what this was going for and i i really liked it yeah, yeah. My first note is we're in space now. Deal with it. Um, <laughs> it's just there's no denying it. From the very first note, I was like, oh shit, okay, we're in space, whatever. Um, it's it's almost reminds me kind of like Mega Man-ish. Like if you've ever played any of the Mega Man games, it kind of feels like that. Um, I would 
call this like electro space jazz kind of um like i could kind of see becky like on the side of a stage at a space station kind of being really aloof and singing this really high energy track energy track with like almost no emotion on her face like an old like lounge singer like (laughs) singing like just (laughs) funky space jazz like think of uh uh fifth element like the the opera scene that's kind of what i imagine the the scene for this would be uh, it's just a cool little, cool little break. Um, I, I really enjoyed this little, little uh, shot into space, if you will. I so. almost wish we were better at technology because we could make that video in no time. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's super, uh, you know, just superimpose Becky Hill with that song yeah. playing in Fifth Element. God, <laughs> yeah. just do a little deep fake, put her face <laughs> on the, the alien, and have her singing this song. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, into track 11 which is called distance uh this is the second ballad on the album which is which is again perfectly placed i think we come off some high energy um yeah again this uh this producer did a really great job just kind of putting shit where it needed to be i think that's incredibly under underestimated but making an album and i think that's where the cohesion comes from me i understand the gripe where uh, this just feels like a bunch of singles on an album but i think where songs are placed kind of makes it so like zooming out from track by track and just looking at the overall construction it makes a lot more sense yeah um again this track this whoever made these beats really loves piano and cello tracks for their uh for their ballads um it's not as good as the first one but it's still super nice it has way more air in it there's a lot of space in here um which makes sense for the song being called distance it just feels like you're kind of everything's just kind of floating around each other and kind of like this, this blob. It almost feels like somebody didn't like her last jazz song and kind of launched her into space. Yeah. <laughs> and so she's writing this in her escape pod and everything's just kind of floating around her. Um, yeah. It's a sad song about longing for someone, uh, not necessarily a lover though. It's not, I don't think it's ever really explicitly stated that it's a lover, but just kind of a general sense of longing, which again, makes sense with the track. It's about distance won't keep us apart. I've always got your memories and your pictures and shit like that. You know, not not super deep lyrical content here, but you know it's 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 good when a song makes sense, especially with the uh, musical bed. Yeah, yeah. It, this song is just a filler song for me. It's yeah. it's not quite the the slow ballad that Perfect People was, but it's like somewhere in between. It's uplifting, but the strings and everything just kind of misses for me. It sure. kind of reminded me of like a Pink song. Like when Pink tries to be inspirational or like... <laughs> sure, you're 100% right. Um, which, not taking away from Pink because I like them, but it's just like, I'm not going to actively see- seek this song out after yeah. after this album, so... Yeah. It's like the, the Stone Sour to Slipknot. Yes. It's Corey Taylor trying to be soft. Yeah, fuck off, bud. <laughs> which, Corey Taylor on Twitter, absolute menace right now. I'm sure. Yeah, I, I saw your little retweets there. He was killing me. Um, so track number 12, Lessons featuring Banks and Ranks. Banks and Ranks with X's. With X's. Um, I wrote, thank you for the lessons. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that must have been a part I really, really liked. I don't remember yeah. the context of that. Um, this is her sweet spot for me. A fun pop song that's got some attitude and a funky beat. Yeah, um, yeah this would be the one that I would add to the windows down playlist because this one is like, I I don't know. I I guess it was like just having some momentum after the last song and like 
kind of just feeling like we weren't going anywhere. And then we have one that just like, boom, straight into space. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about space a lot. Straight into the <laughs> stratosphere. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, lessons with uh, Banks and Ranks. Probably one of my top one or two on the album. Nice. Yeah, I, I can totally see that. Um, yeah, it's it's cool. It's got a little Spanish flair to it with that guitar intro, and that kind of stays in the bed throughout. Um, this could easily make top 40 playlists easy. It's it's something grannies and kids can all love. There's It's kind of an ageless quality to it. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty standard, but like good, like, again, just like you said earlier, just adding something a little bit different can make a pop track like stand out like a sore thumb. And I think just having that little bit of like Spanish inspired guitar really, really stands out. Um, it's good to be this far in and still getting completely new sounds too. Like we haven't heard anything like this on the album. Um, it's a good breakup song too. Fuck that guy, Becky, whoever broke your heart, fuck him. You know, it's, you deserve better and you have better now. So I'm happy for you. And being, um, and being in the point of a breakup where you can say, thank you for the lessons. It's like saying, bless yeah. your heart. Like, yeah, yeah. That's the biggest fuck you is just being like, thank you for everything you taught me. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, <laughs> what a burn. Yeah. yeah, I love the line, you fucked your final chance with me just to fuck someone, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a cool line. Um, but yeah, a cool, cool track, man. I, again, we're still hearing new stuff, probably, what, 30 minutes in at this point? So yeah. that's 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 good. So uh, number 13, Heaven on My Mind with Sagala, I believe is how that's pronounced. Um I'm going to say that's how it's pronounced. So don't it's, fucking ask It's me. real to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're back to the big house sound. Um, again, back to 2015. Um, I don't think anybody sings a crescendo quite like Becky does. I think her raspy voice combined with a pretty decent range. It's not the biggest range I've ever heard, but um, it makes it her unique. And it's, it surprises me every time she kind of like builds into like a belt, which, you know, she does a lot in this album. Um, and I've heard this fucking chorus somewhere too, and I don't know where, and it's driving me fucking crazy. Um, it's, I think it's a sample. I could be wrong about that, but it's, I can't find it. I couldn't find it today and it's driving me fucking crazy. Anyway, um, I talk about her belts and rafts quite a bit, but her control is actually really good too. Like there's some cool little runs in here that she does. So I think it's really understated. Um, I don't think she's the best vocalist in the world by any means, but she's a master of her own voice knowing like, which is, which to me is a lot more impressive. It's kind of like, again, we're talking about the Beatles again here, but it's kind of like how people talk about how Ringo isn't the best technical drummer in the world, but he might be the best song drummer. I think it was uh, Dave Grohl that used that term where he plays the best possible drum track for that song which I think is a great way to kind of explain Ringo's drum playing. It's a very similar way I would explain Becky's vocals. She just kind of knows how to use her own voice perfectly. Um, I just hope she blows up, man, because I think she's she's super talented, and I hope she blows up outside of EDM in the UK. Yeah, and I think this album could take her there. I know she's already recording a, another album. Uh, she has a single actually coming out on Friday. So we're releasing this um monday what what is it monday the 7th and she's got a new single coming out the 11th so um she's still cranking out music we're not done yet but my thoughts on heaven on my mind this is a song like we've already heard there's nothing in this song we haven't already heard yeah sure um and to me it was like okay i'm just kind of ready 
for something not. I don't like the big house. I think is what I figured out with this album. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, if you were if you were listening to EDM in 2015, you probably don't like this album. Yeah. <laughs> um. But just to move on, we'll go to track 14. Is that cool with you? Yep. Is any yeah. is anybody there? Uh. <laughs> hell yeah! This song makes me want to grind. I had to read it in the way I wrote it. Um, <laughs> I think uh, she could be Dua Lipa. This song yeah. shows it. Uh, she could be a Dua Lipa if she went full pop. But I think she likes the EDM. Um, and I think this is like a display of how good she could be at pop music if she fully committed herself to it. Yeah. And uh, I, I love this song. For a second to last track, it just got me all the way back in. It was like my third palate cleanser. So nice. I think any time a pop song comes on after like an EDM track, I'm like, ooh, yeah. yeah I, sure, if sure, I can sure, like sure. move my shoulders and not, I I guess I just don't know how to get down to, to big house music. Maybe that's my problem. Yeah, you just gotta, you just gotta. It's literally a fist pump. That's it. <laughs> um, it's it makes a lot more sense live too. So yeah. Um, anyway, um, yeah. I my first note is Swedish house mafia. Is that you? Because this is 100% just a Swedish House Mafia track, um, which makes it interesting. I mean, do you like Swedish House Mafia? Yeah. I mean, that's 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 2015 Big House to a T. Mm. <laughs> so it's weird that you don't really dig that sound. Um, and it didn't, I, feel, I feel bad now. I feel like I was calling you out there, but I really wasn't. I was just more... I only uh, know what you show me, so... <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's interesting kind of how far the music track falls behind Becky in the chorus. It produces a feeling of space that I'm not. It's it's unsettling to me. I'm I'm not sure I really dig it. I mean, this this track is good, but just just the the space in the chorus is weird. Um, it's just really really far behind her. It's almost like she's singing right in my face to a completely different song playing down the hall in somebody else's room. That's kind of what. That's the only way I can really describe it hmm. visually. Um, but luckily, I don't mind Becky singing right in my face. So yeah. <laughs> the track is still good. Um, we're 14 tracks in and, you know, very few stinkers. So that's pretty good. Pretty good, especially for like an uh, EDM pop album, for sure. Um, then last track here. We did it, Dill. We made it. We made it. Uh, track 15, Through the Night, featuring uh, 220 Kid. Uh, I toured 222. I don't know. Whatever. Fuck. It's a stupid name. Um uh, anyway, it's an easy entrance, just like the first track. It's an okay pre-chorus. Um, it just builds into another soaring chorus. Um, to like not a super satisfying drop for the chorus, but it makes it feel like a last track. Like I can't really explain why, but there's like an overall feeling of happiness here that makes it feel like okay, the album's over. Like we can kind of, it's feel like the lights are slowly coming back up. Your buzz is starting to fade. Um, I don't know. It just, it feels like it, it's, there's a culmination. It feels like a great ride. And we're just kind of trying to ease you out of it. Um, I think where the last track had too much space. This is kind of the perfect amounts, the perfect tempo, perfect key. It's a great closer. Thanks, Becky. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's just good. It's, there's nothing crazy here. It kind of mirrors the first track for me a little bit where it's just kind of an easy, easy into easy out. I, I almost felt like where she was kind of, interweaving in between pop and EDM throughout this whole album. I felt like this song was like a perfect mixture of both. And yeah, I had the same feeling of like maybe I've never been to an EDM concert, so I don't know, but like 
maybe the balloons drop now. Like you, yeah, you'd already 100%. seen the balloons are dropping, and then it's like, and like you know this is the last track, so like you're gonna let loose a little bit harder. And I've, you have that feeling in this track, and I don't know exactly what it is or how to pinpoint it, but I liked it because it was a crossroads of what we'd heard the whole album. So it was yeah. instead of like reprising all the songs and like making it one big long song, she found a way to like kind of just interweave everything that we'd we'd already heard sonically. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, no, I think you nailed that perfectly. <laughs> That's exactly what would be happening. Like people like confetti, smoke cannons, whatever going off. Um, the lights will be coming up. People will be hugging people. That's just, that's a perfect, perfect, without ever having gone to an EDM show, I think you nailed the end of an EDM set perfectly. So, um, good, good on you. Yep. I'm a pro, not Ben Carter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you want to get into closing thoughts? Yeah, sure. Um, I guess I'll start it off. Um, I think this album should be a huge influence to the rest of the dance world. I think the way it's constructed is perfect. Um, and I think it's really hard to make a cohesive EDM album just by the nature of it. It's going to be singly. Um, there's not going to be a whole lot of deep album tracks, except for like the ballads she does here. They're never going to see the light of day on the on radio, which I think is fine. Um, but I think I almost enjoy those songs, like the, especially the first ballad. Um, I really love it because of the way it's placed. So I think if more producers look at this album and say, okay, there's a formula here that works, um, it might not be great for everybody, but this is how this is a blueprint to how to make a at least build your songs correctly in an album structure. Because even though these are all basically like these all could be singles, um, I think the way they're placed makes a lot of sense here. Um, I think she's a force to be reckoned with in the dance world. Um, we just really need her to break free and start yeah. like a second wave of dance pop. Um, I really, I do think this is like a masterpiece of a dance album. I don't, again, it doesn't stand with like random access memories, but it's certainly in, in like a higher tier than a lot of like albums that get released from other EDM artists for sure, because it actually has some sort of structure to it. I'm kind of interested to hear her produce more of her own music. Yeah, sure. Um, just because the one she did was so different than the rest of the album. It was like, what could, what could you do just by yourself, Becky? It's always nice to have collaborators, but like, what if, what if you took sole ownership of all this, and what what could you do? Maybe just an EP. It doesn't have to be a full album, but I think it would be cool to hear that. I think that would be a good way to to keep her branching out. Not that she needs her help. Eighty one million listens on one of her top songs on Spotify, but in the EDM world, that's kind of low. You know, like she definitely has the potential to blow up, and I. I was pleasantly surprised with this album. I, I know I I had some criticisms, but generally I had fun listening to it. And I'm excited to pick out a couple of my favorite and just add them to like my warm weather playlist. And so when the time's right, I'm out there doing yard work. I'm out there working out. And I need songs like this to, to get me through because there's some really uplifting songs on here that I really enjoyed. Yeah, I consider that a win, man. 100%. Um, if I had brought this up as the first album we did you'd probably hated it so yeah i consider i consider that a win um that's personal growth yeah. on both of our parts <laughs> yeah sure um do you want to do i did um i did louis last week okay yeah we'll switch off doing ben's no i did louis last week oh yeah you're right you can do ben first 
I did Ben last week. He's so wordy. He's so verbose. Okay, I'll, I'll go first then. <laughs> um, Benjamin Carter says, Hey, boys. Uh, love kicking off Feminist February with Becky Hill. Probably no surprise. I love the album. Kind of bounces between disco-centric dance and straight pop house bangers. Becky makes Benny dance. Only critique is it feels like more of a collection of singles instead of a comprehensive album experience, which is an, an unfortunate too common in EDM. But that doesn't stop Becky Hill from kicking ass. I'll stop you right here, Dill, because I realized I was wrong. You did do Ben's last week, so That's I'll okay. be the last half. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I, I can finish it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try and stick to the theme of the lady the lovely ladies of EDM for my song on the show this month, starting with the upside by Lindsay Sterling featuring Ellie King. There's an instrumental version that slaps too, but the more talented women, the better this month. Lindsay is high on my list of acts. I want to see live. She's so freaking talented girl power for the win. Benji Columbus, Ohio. Yep. Uh, it's, it's a cool track. Uh, Lindsay Sterling has been doing shit forever. Uh, I think she was actually on America's got talent. Um, as a just straight up violinist who played like electric violin and a pop style, and then she's kind of broken into the EDM world. Hell she's yeah. cool. Uh, she dances while she plays, and she's hot. So, yep, win, win, win. <laughs> kind of, kind of just blowing feminist February fucking to shit with that comment. <laughs> but she is extremely talented. So, and you know, if you're easy on the eyes, that doesn't hurt either. Yeah. Um, so I'll do Louis' one sentence email. <laughs> I feel super bad now. Oh, man. My bad, Bill. Um, Well, it's finally time to move on from the Beatles, and I'm looking forward to listening to all the women shaping music today. I'm sticking with the theme. My song of the show submission is Testify by Brass Against, uh, an interesting cover of a 90s rock staple uh, made all the better by Sofia Urista's vocal delivery. Yeah, I listened uh, for, to it. And after yeah. Ben said it was a cover, I was like, "Ooh, now I got to listen to it." Yeah, it's and a pretty boss. good song. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this, you know, that's what people come here, Dill, for that super in-depth analysis. You know, <laughs> <laughs> what'd you think of it? Uh, I was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's you fine. got I mean, me there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it's a cool little like brass cover of "Testify" um, by Rage. And it's, yeah, it's, it's super interesting. Like, her, she has really, really cool vocals. Give it a shot. If you like uh, covers of genres that are completely different from the original, this will be right up your alley. And if you like brass music, it'll definitely be up your alley. Hell yeah. Um, do you want to go first or second for Song of the Show? Since I kind of stole your thunder there. Um, I'll go first. Okay. My Song of the Show is Everywhere, the alternate version by Michelle Branch. Uh, she had recently put out a 20th anniversary for her album. Shoot, what was the album called? Uh, the Spirit Room, the 20th anniversary. I love like the first, probably the first five songs. I don't really know the rest, um, but it is cool to hear her like redo the songs a little bit. Um, yeah. And the alternate version is like a slowed down piano version and it makes the song sound sad. It's almost like yeah. hearing it back in uh, 2002. It was like, Oh, cause you're everywhere. And now it's like, it's almost taken on a different tone. Like 
someone's died now in those 20 yeah. years and now they're everywhere to me and like it's almost haunting and it like damn near brought a tear to my eye i was like damn you know like what a cool spin on a, on a song i hadn't given a lot of thought of for a very long time yeah yeah uh it's it's yeah i agree totally it's a really cool reimagining of a song it's like the song grew up with her you know what i mean it was very bubblegummy very of its era at the time um you know with the mandy moores and shit coming out at the time i mean she was a little bit better obviously but um yeah it's very bubblegummy targeted towards teenage girls and now it's it feels grown up it's 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 almost like uh what the fuck's her name from paramore her solo album it's not obviously oh, she doesn't read drive stuff yeah Haley williams it's it's a more grown up it's more like acoustic focused and more like about her feelings as a woman and so it's the same song but it's just got a different more adult feel to it which is which is always cool yeah i made fun of you when you first posted it i was like oh this i should have seen this one coming from a mile away <laughs> but uh i know it's, it's i'm not normally the low-hanging fruit guy but you know yeah I, I couldn't resist i love michelle branch yeah i know you do and it's it's just like oh, of course uh <laughs> we're not going to do an album but yeah a song of the show makes total sense um but yeah no i was pleasantly surprised when i actually yeah, threw it on and started listening to it um because tonally it sounds very similar to the song i picked yeah um so i picked uh liquid smooth by mitski um really really interesting lady mitski she's been kind of blowing up over the last few years um she's been on some soundtracks she's just a really cool um i don't know where to have a place or kind of like alternative that's not right um it's i don't know she's cool she's very kind of a sad girl like talking about the female experience constantly and this song is very much like that it's like it's basically daring you to fuck her but also like calling you a pig at the same time for wanting to fuck her um it's the lyrics are super interesting um she actually utters a japanese phrase which is i'm gonna butcher this it's kuzurete yuko maini i believe um and it's it means to like before i collapse or something crumbles or falls apart um but there is the way it's conjugated i guess um could mean something like is gonna like fall from its original state and won't return to that state so it's like implies transience um the example they gave when i when this was looked up here it's uh for example saitiyuku means the flower is going to bloom and then go so it's like i don't know it's fleeting fleeting beauty essentially um i don't know cool japanese stuff yeah <laughs> so i had to look it up i i mean i heard it and i i was like that I was kind of tuned out a little bit and I was like, what'd she just say? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad you looked it up. Yeah. yeah it was it's a, cool just a cool song. Track. Yeah. Cool track. Um, uh, she's a, she's a cool listen to if you're into like very, it's almost kind of loungy, but not, she's, she's very in your face with her lyrics for yeah. sure. So, um, um, yeah. So my next pick for next week is, a band called Pillow Queens. Um, okay. It's it's an all female queer band from Ireland, and the album is called In Waiting from 2020. Uh, they've released a couple singles this year because I think they're coming out with an album sometime this year. But um, we're just not gonna. I don't think it's gonna be within the month. So I went back and I found um, 
their most recent album from 2020. And I'm interested to hear what you think because it's kind of perfect for this time of year. Um, they purposefully don't want to be put into a box of what their genre of music is, but it's, I don't know. It's interesting and I'm having a fun time trying to f- decipher it. So I'm excited to hear your thoughts and to hear everyone's thoughts really on uh, pillow Queens. Yeah. I'm excited, man. Um, sounds like it's right up my alley. If it's, if it's different and weird, I'm going to probably at least enjoy it, you know, for what it is, even if I don't like it sonically. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm super excited. Um, yeah, a strong, strong start here to yeah. February, and I can't wait to do more for the ladies. That's right. Um, we're going to try and do, we're going to try and get some uh, video stuff out. Hopefully around the time this podcast comes out, you guys will be able to check out uh, one of our first YouTube clips, maybe a clip on Instagram. Um, so we're going to be trying to get that out in the works. Um, if you want to check out our Instagram at off the beat clef, our Twitter is at off clef and our Gmail is off the beaten clef at gmail.com. Yep. I'm also, uh, starting, trying to get more TikToks posted. Um, it just is a lot of work scrubbing through episodes to find funny stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, Oh, excuse me. A little burp there. Uh, I haven't had a burp on mic for a while. I feel, um, but yeah, so I, I'm working on some of that stuff. It's just be little quick clips that I think are funny, or probably just like the basic introduction to the episode every time we release. And then you know, if there's something funny that I think should be clipped, I'll post that too. So nothing, nothing groundbreaking, but you know, every every view helps the algorithms. Right. Yeah, and it, we're gonna post uh, YouTube on here again. And uh, if you guys want to check it out on YouTube, see what we got on there, uh, you can check it out there as well. Yep. All right. Well, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.